Hi everyone, I'm David. <laughs> David, are you are you sick? Are you feeling alright? You sound a little funny. Sound a little Alan-y. Nah guys, I'm David. What's up? Oh, no, it, it's it's all good. Fucking turkey buzzards or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Waka waka. Oh, that's our David for sure. That's his catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> uh, in in the studio tonight, we have uh, Prasicor over here. Yes. <laughs> and Abysme. <laughs> uh, Abysme with his world famous Prasicor impression. Yes. <laughs> Hey, look at me, I'm Abysmacore. Abysmacore. Abysmacore sounds like an obscure genre of music. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, Abysme needs to get on that, though. Oh. Yes, he does. I, I, had a, I had a pretty good band name this, this morning. I was thinking, um, uh, uh, Isolated, uh, Propeller Baby. <laughs> It's a pretty good one. It's, it's pretty See, it's, fucking metal. I used to play bass for Isolated Propeller Baby. The concept is that you're a baby that's infectious. You're a contagious baby. So they quarantine you from the other babies. But you want to escape. And so that's why you got the propeller. Yeah. No, I, I like it. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Yeah, I'd play, I'd, I'd play bass for that band. <laughs> we could all play bass for it. It's it's just a band just, full of bass players. It's just bass. Oh boy, uh, we we are not hitting a stride here. We're not picking a lane. It's a, so David, it's what are 50, we doing tonight? It's a fifty car pileup, is what it is. Uh, and this is the part where I say hello, everyone, and welcome to Undercooked Analysis. Uh, the show with the host... Insane Baby Propeller Baby edition. The show with the host, me, David. Uh, I'm I'm not as handsome as Alan, who's not here, I guess? Um, he, he's off having a period in the shower. Yes. <laughs> Is anyone worried about Alan? He's fine. He didn't, he didn't bleed to death in his shower. It's good to know. I, w- I was worried about him. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I am joined today uh, by my co-host, uh, Dead Palette. Dude, we haven't like done introductions on this show in like forever now, I'm realizing. Well, it's weird that David's not here. <laughs> Wait, then who are you? Fuck you. <laughs> Is David here? Is David not here? Come on, podcasters, get it together. <laughs> Is David even on this podcast? Fuck you, Game Theory. <laughs> oh. You don't get introductions now. You're just phantom voices. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm good with being a ghost. Yeah. Ghosts All right. cool. We have some ghosts here. We have Eli Roth. No. And Kylie is... Minogue. 
Oh, gosh. Of all the Eli's you could have picked, you had to pick Eli Roth. We have, we have Rilo Kylie. <laughs> we have Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We have Ry- Rilo Kylo Ren. I don't know, you're not quite... You're not quite as thick as Kylo Ren. I, I I don't think anyone is as thick as Kylo Ren. That's true. That is one. That is one beefy son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that, and that that pants game. I, I don't know if anybody can can top that. Has everyone seen the picture of like the Kylo Ren like lightsaber and mask on sale at Walmart, and someone put like a back brace in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's has amazing. Any, has anyone seen the the picture of um, Tommy Wiseau's ass from the room? And then they photoshopped his ass onto Kylo Ren's body (laughs) from behind. Oh my gosh, I need to see that. So he has a front ass, it's funny. (laughs) But not only is it a front ass, but it's Tommy Wiseau's front ass. Hmm. He doesn't have have a terrible ass, guys. That's fair. He he may have a a hideous, (laughs) bizarre melted G.I. Joe face, but he he has a nice ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just did the fucking Tommy was so laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, how's your creepypasta? Yeah, Alan, what, what creepypasta are we reading tonight? Alan's not here, I guess. Um... And we are reading, firstly, The Special Ingredient. And what are we reading also besides The Special Ingredient? We will also be reading Purgatory. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think that's pronounced Purgatory. I believe that's pronounced uh, Purgatory. Yeah. Pur- so, it's, so now I'm imagining an alligator covered in... Uh, Sheshire cat fur. Mm. But aren't you always? <laughs> I don't know what I mean. <laughs> Would it be purple? Yes, precisely. Mm. Green and purple, green and purple. This is a train wreck of a fucking cold open, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Would it have feathers? I don't know, Prascor? <laughs> <laughs> Alligators actually used to have feathers. Yeah, no, not a, not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then what would fucking... What, do you have a better Prasicor impression? I don't know, raptor noises? Hey, future David, just put raptor noises in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You broke Eli! <laughs> <laughs> Trainwreck or masterpiece? <laughs> You tell me. You be the judge. Just a random increment. Just at random moments of silence throughout the podcast. Throw in some raptor noises. <laughs> yeah, just for real. Anytime there's a dead, anytime you edit out five seconds of silence, David, just put in raptor noises. <laughs> Last year, during summertime. Uh, I worked at a Coca-Cola factory. During that time, it was me, Eddie, Greg, three other co-workers, who, are not earning, who had not earned their names yet, 
<laughs> and a supervisor. We'll call him Kevin. We worked at the part where the ingredients and water were mixed with right proportions. One day... Is this Rainbow Factory? I mean, it could be. One is day... Is this Soylent Green as people? <clears throat> one day... Are we calling it already? <laughs> one day... <laughs> Eddie and Greg went to get bottles of beer during break time. But two hours after the break time was over, they were nowhere to be found. Both of them always clocked in and out at the right time and were dedicated workers. So it was really strange for all of us. Kevin decided to call their homes, but their families told him they were not at their homes either. Um, who has drink on the job here? Uh... I don't think I have. But the fact that I don't know tells me that I probably have. You got so drunk, you don't remember. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> That's why I got fired from that place. Uh, when I worked at a pizza place where a bunch of shady illegal shit happened, um, I was once informed by my manager uh, that we had to drink this full pitcher of beer before, the, before uh, we left. But the store was closed at that point. I was still on the clock. But... Mm. Yeah, so I, I did it though. Yeah, there you go. I, I when I was in college, I was doing like a work study thing, and um, uh, a friend just brought in a, a bottle of wine, and the two of us, me and my coworker, just downed a bottle of wine by ourselves and uh, got paid to do that. But that wasn't a real, real job, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a if you consider uh, that I've been paid good money for stand-up comedy shows where I've drank to excess, then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's just like, these two hard-working individuals who always got drunk during break time... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> something's not necessarily had enough about that. I mean, I guess they, they went to get bottles of beer. It doesn't specifically say they drank it. <laughs> they, they always do some midday beer <laughs> bottle collection. Yes, they they really want that that cash back for recycling. <laughs> I actually no. had the opportunity to drink on the job within the past month. Oh yeah, and I did not take it. <clears throat> no, uh, strange. Then they were drinking on the job. In, like, the same paragraph where they're described as dedicated workers. <laughs> yeah. A week after their disappearance, we finally decided to call the police to report uh, missing people. Uh, we passed around the flyers and put up missing persons ads on our drinks, but there was no news of them at all. To make matters worse, it was during the summertime, so there were many demands for the drink, meaning our production had to speed up without those two. Um, oh, do, do they, do they put missing persons on a Coca-Cola factory? I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's a thing. I've never yeah. seen that before. That does not sound like a thing. I, I think that would really hurt sales. <laughs> Grab a Coke with, with, 
friends and look at these people that have gone missing. Grab a Coke with know. friends. Not Eddie and Greg, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why people don't drink milk? <laughs> I don't know. When when's How long has it been since they put missing persons on uh, milk cartons? I remember seeing it in middle school. Really? It was the last time I saw a milk carton. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of alcoholic drinks you can... Not a whole lot of alcoholic cocktails with milk in them, so... <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, this does know. not... This does not sound like uh, an adult. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. No, yeah. especially because it's it's not just <clears throat> saying, like, it's a small-town soda factory or anything. It's, it's literally a Coke factory. Small-town soda... <laughs> I'm in love with small town soda. Mm. I used to play bass for small town soda. (laughs) (laughs) Three months after their disappearance, we were working normally when we got a... We were working normally when we got a clog at the hose that connected the cola tank to the conveyor belt nozzles where the drinks were poured into bottles. Uh, uh, You're drinking dead, folks. (laughs) Of course, you get your classic cola clog. (laughs) We, we got a clog at the hose. Did I say hose funny? No, it, no, that just sounds like... Oh, okay. There's a clog at the hose. <laughs> like... uh, mystified, by what, mystified by what could be causing the clog, we stopped the production and began to drain the tank. As the liquid level slowly reached the bottom, we saw something that looked like a rag. One of my coworkers grabbed the rag and pulled it out. Yeah... I, I think you were right. I think in the first sentence or two you called it. <laughs> I I was really hoping this was going to be like Soylent Green gone sexual and the special ingredient would be like, you know, mayonnaise. <laughs> but no. Remember those like stories of, um, <clears throat> I don't know if this happened multiple times, where there's the, there was the story of the guy who was a teacher and he, like, was cooking his semen into cookies and giving it to yeah. kids. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, God. And I, I just can't help but, like, wonder how the guy got caught. It's just, like, did a kid eat a cookie? And it's like, there's cum in this cookie. If, <laughs> if, that, if, if, that, if that kid recognizes the taste of cum, we have bigger fish to fry. Wait. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's that South Park episode where Butters was, uh... <clears throat> um... Bottling his semen and selling it as a sports drink. <laughs> it was. It wasn't until Randy tasted it that he just went to everyone. That's cum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There they were, Eddie and Greg, all mangled up together. Their bodies horribly disfigured from carbon waters. Their faces were barely recognizable, and the only things that were distinguishable were their uniforms, with their names almost erased from carbon? From carbon. I I used all my might to not throw up into the tank. God forbid you throw up and mess up the bath. Just turn around. (laughs) Throw up not in the tank. Also, I play bass for Carbon Waters. (laughs) <laughs> and their in their debut album, Erased from Carbon. <laughs> we didn't know how many bottles were shipped. Oh, you didn't know? And then your ass better call somebody. 
Um, we didn't know where they were shipped to. Chances are, you drank Coca-Cola last year. And you may have noticed how awesome the flavor was, and wondered what the secret ingredient was. That was the whole story. <laughs> For, first uh, comment that we have, October 1st. Uh, 2016 from the pest so it must it must be john linguizamo yes. some of the greenest people this person is like immediately calling it like yeah i i do like the comments that have share a coke with greg and share a coke with eddie though <laughs> yes that was pretty good <laughs> those are those are good Mm. This story is getting nothing but positive reviews in the comments. Yeah. Like seven out of tens, eight out of tens, nine out of tens. I Good mean, story. I liked it. It was, yeah. It's all right. I don't know. It was okay. It's is. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a single fruit snack, is what it was. <laughs> oh, that's like really unfortunate. No, this is this is like an off-brand Gushers, my friend. <laughs> mom, I want Gushers. It's like we'll get Kroger brand Gushers. No, mom, I well, want well, you, Gushers. Well, you get Sploochers. You should play face for Sploochers. <laughs> you get goof drops. <laughs> Does it make you laugh like Goofy when you eat them? Like <laughs> yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're hayaki. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's weird syntax in this story, and some of the logic is just kind of. Yeah, it's like you said. It sounds like somebody who's probably younger wrote it, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know. I, I feel like there's potential here, but it's just, it's so short and it's so, like, predictable that it's, it's good good try. Yeah, there's, when it's when it's that incredibly predictable of mm-hmm. a five a five paragraph story and you know within the first uh, two sentences exactly what the story is. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that they didn't know where the bottles were shipped and to where they were shipped mm. uh, because that doesn't make any sense. Because you, you would have records of that. Yeah. yeah. Like lot numbers. Yep. It's like, to make matters worse, it was during the summertime, so there were, there were demands for the drink. It's like, there was demand for Coca-Cola? Yeah, yeah. no shit. It's, uh... People like sugar water? Yeah. I'm literally <laughs> drinking sugar water right now. Story, come on. I am well, drinking also... a delicious Free State Copperhead Pale Ale. Also, like, there's six people working at a Coca-Cola factory. Yeah. Is is the real like? Is this actually some sort of genius fridge horror? Where the real horror is that they were working at a bootleg Coca-Cola factory. Mm. Is that is that really what's going on here? Maybe they were working at a bootleg Coca-Cola factory and they're just idiots and haven't caught on. Yeah. <laughs> is just an idiot. There, there's just like a giant Crayola marker, a giant sign that says Coca-Cola on the wall. And it's spelled wrong. 
Just like, just like two months later, someone's finally like, I'm pretty sure there isn't an R in Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> no. Enjoy an ice cold Coca-Cola. <laughs> cork, cork, cola <laughs> Delicious Coca-Cola. <laughs> they have like a 3D, a 3D CGI animation of koala bears in in the North Pole <laughs> drinking Coke. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Pretty good. All right. Ten out of ten. Our supervisor will call him Kevin because his name was Kevin. <laughs> I didn't even notice that the first time. Eddie and Craig, it's okay if you know their names. The three other coworkers, they don't matter. Well, Eddie and Craig died, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's fair. But we need to protect Kevin. <laughs> yeah. We need to we need, we need to, to protect, protect Kevin's Kevin ass. Sounds like a movie. What's up? We need to protect Kevin sounds like a movie. <laughs> We need to protect Kevin. Greg Schmuelmeyer. Eddie Gordo. I was going to say Eddie Alvarez, but yes, just different kinds of fighters, both fictional and real. (laughs) Well, we're going to move on to uh, Kevin Corka. Yes. Let's read Kevin the Jackhammer Valentine Purgatory There is a house in an urban community In this house lives a dog A man, a woman And they're all named Kevin (laughs) And definitely not Nate uh, the man and woman have been happily married for decades now. They are old and have hair that has been bleached over time. Uh, they have mouths that lack teeth and faces riddled with wrinkles, formed after constant smiling. These are happy people. A smile always ch- ch- chinks. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Someone else want to say that? <laughs> so we can have um, audio recording of <clears throat> and Alan. Anyone? Mm, Alan. Mm. I've said <laughs> I've said Chinaman enough on this podcast. I was gonna say, don't you already have Alan saying Chinaman like a million times? <laughs> Oh, God. A smile always chinks across their eyes and scrunches their faces whenever they speak to each other. God damn it. Well. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, sorry. Raptor noises. (laughs) Their house is riddled with crosses and pictures of their lord. The weathered couple is devoted to Christianity. They pray night they pray nightly, say grace, and wear rosaries. They do all of these things to get in touch with him. That's how they explain it. The man and wife never skip Sunday mass. 
They devote an hour to their savior every weekend. They want to get into the paradise. They do everything to assure themselves a spot in heaven. I want to get into the paradise. (laughs) Heaven is like specifically not paradise. No. No. Paradise was a place on earth and then uh, there was some shit with a snake and then paradise was lost and and then you go to heaven or hell. Paradise is lost. It's no longer a thing in Christian but theology. Ooh, but ooh, heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> I like uh, the idea of these old people like bleaching their hair. Everyone yeah. like these topical Belinda Carlisle references? <laughs> Belinda Blargle. <laughs> This sounds like a person who hates religion, and it feels like this is going to be a story that's designed to just shit on religion without understanding it, like not knowing that heaven and paradise are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. I know that we're not two sentences in, but two paragraphs in, but I'm going to try and call it and say, these people aren't actually happy. That that's my prediction. That you think they're happy, but, yeah, but they're not. They're they're all black hole sun. Yeah, the music video for black hole sun. They're just all smiling and not having a good time. Yeah. The dog is a recent addition to the family, and has but been this with... dog. Actually, backwards for God, so the dog is actually Satan. Oh shit! This is this is fair. This is fair. <laughs> the 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 dog who may be Satan, the the Satan, is a recent addition to the family, and has been with the man and woman for three years. Wait, what? What? How is that? I mean, I guess like proportionate to how old it's making them out to be. That's fairly recent. Three years is not recent. Not for the lifespan. Three of a years dog. is like you're comfortable enough to fart in front of each other. Is that true? <laughs> How long do you have to be... Okay, I, I know I haven't followed, like, the typical course for, like, dating, but how long are you supposed to be dating before you're comfortable goofing in each other's mouths? Um, well, to answer the actual question you were about to get at, um, I, I, when I was dating my last girlfriend, uh, developed real bad stomach problems because I wouldn't fart around her. <laughs> Oh no. oh no! That's terrible. And only went to. I walked to the gas station to poop. <laughs> what? Oh my god, Alan! He oh, did. No. He pulled this shit in California too, of like not showing. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I pooped once the whole week I was in California. That's the worst, Alan. It's everybody poops. It's okay. You're you can poop safely here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's the podcast where I told this story, but uh, th- that was the only reason I didn't go into any of, any of the haunts yeah. at uh, at uh, the convention. Was oh, yeah. I-, I wasn't scared. I was scared that I would get jump scared and shit myself. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! Alan, we didn't have a problem that y- you needed a shit. We just had a problem that you did it on the floor. <laughs> Right. 
Did you did you at least do it on the the uh, linoleum rather than the carpet? Oh no, I went I went full carpet. Oh, Alan, he he did it right next to David's dusty box of magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes that resale value. <laughs> he didn't poop on them, but now they smell like poop. Mm. Wow, we should call this a pod class because of how uh, how classy it's been. The classiest. We do have um, Satan mentioned later in this paragraph, so I might I might not be far off with this. I think it's an average. I think it's an average. I think it's an average of every four episodes we talk about my poop. (laughs) I am honored to have been on on one of these episodes. Now we got an Alan poop episode. Yes. So, let's see, Satan, the, the dog, takes turns rotating on whose lap he sits on, on whose lap he sits on whenever the man and woman watch television. This is how most of their days are spent, watching television. They watch religious programs, which are 30-minute shows of a preacher expressing how God is great and Satan is bad. That, These... that's, actu- that's actual Satan written out, not the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> not this, the is, dog. this is Satan. Um... These rants are played over a still image of a crucifix with Jesus on it. Wait, it's it's like just like voiceover. I, I yeah, so I guess they just took the voiceover of a televangelist, cut out the video of him preaching, and then <laughs> put it over. The tel- this is the televangelist equivalent of creepy Boston narrator. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even his own televangelist rant, either. He stole it and didn't give credit. (laughs) They watch these all day for 12 hours straight. They wake up, let the dog out, and turn on their dated television box to watch these motivating bits of entertainment. These programs last from 8 in the morning to 8 at night. The man and the woman watch all of them, one program after the next, every day. It's like they were hip. It's like they were hypnotized. We got a tense shift. There. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement about what we're reading. Okay. Uh, I can't make a judgment on it yet. I don't know if it's bad or good yet. It has a chance, but it is not creepy pasta. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair. I mean. It's not first person. We're not getting. We're getting details, but they're 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 kind of ill informed. It's it's a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if if I I really do feel like this has like an anti religious screed or some sort of message it wants to convey, mm-hmm. rather than just treating its audience like its intelligence. Like like there's a, a story called Twelve Minutes that I really like by Robokai, and it's it's very clearly an anti-religious story, but it's not about. You can read it as a religious person, and you're not going to presumably you, you will not you will still enjoy the story. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. This yeah. story is is specifically is like, isn't religion dumb? Yeah. 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 The, the moral of this episode is Kylie picks next time. Don't let Eli pick stories again. 
<laughs> Blame it on me. It's all it, honestly. Well, no, it's about learning. This is there... who should pick stories and who shouldn't. Their dog. <laughs> Their dog spends hours outside, as he is often forgot about. Sometimes even the whole day. The dog wastes time chasing bugs or eating the dry kibble laying around. The dog is messy when he eats, typically knocking the food out of the bowl. Even though he gets left outside and forgot about most days, he still loves his owners. Regardless of when the dog is let inside, he always smothers them with love, licking toes and legs and faces. After watching their programs, the woman prepares meat for dinner. It is the same meat every day. She makes enough to feed herself, her husband, and the dog, which breaks up the monotony of the dog eating kibble every day. After dinner, the dog gets put into the laundry room, which acts as his makeshift bedroom. The laundry room is right next to another door. This one leads to the basement. The door is always kept closed when the man and woman aren't going through it. The dog tried following the man in one time, but was blocked from entering. Holy shit, that was a boring paragraph. Yeah, it was. This sounds like a cult. Mm. I am a dog. I am a good dog. I like food. Food is good. But what's the difference between cult and religion? Oh, God. (laughs) Same thing. Um, The man always plays music when he and the woman descend Uh to the basement. And this tune is what puts the dog to sleep. The dog always hears thwacks and the sounds of dragging, but he never wakes up. The only thing that wakes him was the petting he receives in the morning by the woman. He then gets taken outside and the previous day repeats. More like Ground Dog Day. Oh, I'm sorry, that was terrible. Oh, that's no, it's it's it's, it's true. Yeah, I. I mean, it's funny to, because it's true. To be fair, that in that respect, this is taking a route that I wasn't expecting. But I have to agree that it's not like super engaging. In so, in the, in the sty- stylistically, it's not super engaging. So let's let's read into this some. They're watching this show, and all they're seeing is a cross, and so it's empty messaging. But they're letting their dog outside, and dog is backwards for God. So the dog is God. So even though they're religious, they're not really letting God into their life. They're shutting God out, putting God in the laundry room. You don't put God in the laundry room. You put God in schools and the government. (laughs) And in the basement. Because they're not Mm. letting God in the basement. Mm -mm. Well, you know there's stuff going down in the basement. Well, presumably, because you have to go down to go into a basement. (laughs) I like how they, they going up in a basement send... just doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> I like how they descend into the basement. Mm. I imagine them like just floating down, taking the elevator. 
Whoa. It didn't say there were stairs. Mm -mm. Mm. One day, the dog received no petting. He, He woke up on his own. The basement door was closed. The house was silent. The dog, wa- the dog walked into an empty family room with a dead television. The man and woman should have been right there watching their programs. There was a knocking noise that caught the dog's attention. It led back to the laundry room where the dog sniffed and searched for the source. This is really like, um, like, hmm. boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. just action, 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 action. Like, there's yeah. no, it's like really, like, it's almost monotonous. Yeah, it's yeah, so... yeah. It's like it feels like nothing's happening, but like all it is is action, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. It's all right. <clears throat> uh, the basement door slammed open, causing the dog to bend its head backwards towards the door curiously. Nobody came out, yet the door remained open. The dog walked towards the door and sniffed inside. The dog could smell the woman. There was nothing to be seen beyond a few steps leading down to the basement. The dog was drawn to the scent, so he took a couple steps down the stairs, and the door behind him slammed shut. The dog froze and was surrounded by darkness. He continued down the stairs. The blinding lights flashed on. The scent of the woman vanished, so the dog continued continued forward in search of that comforting scent. Oh my god, there's still a lot more left. Uh... The room was filled with tools, tables littered with tools. There were hatchets, meat hooks, drills, saws, and crowbars, all of them clean. The entire room was clean. There was also a door that was cracked open. It had a crucifix and the word paradise attached to it. The door the dog originally entered through had disappeared, leaving this as the only option. All the dog wanted was to find his owners. That just got, like, surreal. Yeah. Is anyone else um, picturing this as uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog and, and Eustace and, uh, <laughs> what, what's her name? Eustace and Muriel. Ma- yeah, Muriel, that's it. That, that's, that's what I'm imagining here. That makes it more interesting. He's just walking down the <laughs> walk, walking down the stairs, you know. <laughs> it's more interesting now because those are good. Those are characters from something that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like with the the surrealness of it, like if if there was like a Groundhog Day episode of of Courage, this is maybe what it would look like. Yeah, I don't know. Sort of. Oh my god, this is uh, baffle, bafflingly dry, though. Yeah. How, how can how can you make this? How can you take sad, lonely dog and and not get an emotional response out of it? Right. How 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 could you possibly write like a story where a dog is basically being abused and being sad, and there's there's no emoting from, from yeah. your reader. How would you improve it? Okay, so we, that's the question. It, it's, again, it's just too dry. It's just one action after the other after the other. No, it's all telling. It's no no showing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree with DP, too, that the 
the anti-religious slant is is pretty heavy-handed right from the beginning. I feel like if maybe that were not as heavy-handed, it would feel like I don't know. It would give it would give me more incentive if I were just reading this on my own. I might not have continued because I would be like, okay, I understand what you're trying to do with this. So yeah. it would it wouldn't have held my interest as much. That, that's that's a good way of putting it. Is heavy-handed. I. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Obviously, stories should have whatever slant they want to have. It's just being heavy-handed is not going to... If you're trying to convince something of someone, then that's not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be more interesting if it was in first person, but from the dog's point of view? That's already a story, and it's called Doors, and it's better. <laughs> uh maybe if it's like this weird fiction story from the dog's perspective, but I don't, I I, I really thought it was supposed to be some anti-religious thing. And now the more that we're reading it, the more I don't even know what it's trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's keep going and see, see what happens. This is supposed to be a show about dick and fart jokes and it's devolving into like, uh, um, uh, a really boring writing circle where we're trying to <laughs> trying to find ways yes. to improve. How those. dare it devolve from dick and fart jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. My God, what's happened to the standards? Uh, the dog used his nose to push the door open and advance through. Should we make a farting noise at the end of every sentence? Just like yes, just just <laughs> and and then. And then Prasker can come in and comment on that as well. How dogs have feathers. <laughs> I meant a, a raptor trying to make fart noises, but also that, yes, both. Um, You'll sound like the... Prasker, Prasker, uh, at me on Twitter and uh, tell me, uh, what did raptor farts smell like? Did or they smell like feathers? Or sound like... So we can try and nail that down. Would they make it sound? Because they have a cloaca, don't they? Well. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is a cloaca? Welcome to it. Did you just call me? (laughs) I think that's also a four episode average of us talking about cloacas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know geology, okay? <laughs> yes. The Isle don't of Cloaca. Don't talk to me about Cloacas. The Isle I'm of... not a geologist. The Isle of Cloaca. <laughs> don't tell me about Cloacas, Tars. Uh, this room was worse than the previous. The do- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. No, it's good. absolutely do it. <laughs> The dog's paws were instantly painted with blood. <laughs> On the walls hung children. There were dozens of <laughs> there were dozens of them all around the room. <laughs> they were all shackled and hung by the wrists. Their <laughs> their heads were drooped forward and their eyes were open. They were forced open. They had no eyelids, only torn skin that resembled ripped tissue paper. The bodies of these children were mangled and naked. 
One kid was severed into two. His entrails were still connected to his lower half, which laid limp on the floor. There were organs strewn all around the mess. Some were missing eyes, arms, and legs. Some had no skin, leaving muscle exposed. Uh, <laughs> did you just burp? <laughs> Threw <laughs> <laughs> a fucking curveball at me. Well, you, Other... you, got, you got to break it up because <laughs> this story certainly isn't breaking it up. Other whoa, I yeah, I just realized how mechanically I I, I was reading about dismembered children and yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it's really set, setting in like what I'm actually reading. Other children were cleansed of their cleansed of their muscles of their muscle, leaving a corpse that contrasted with skin and fatty tissues on one part of the body while another part was only bone. <laughs> the missing arms and legs were found okay. on tables, mutilated. Let's, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Uh, future David, in here, cut whether you are actually grossed out by this or not. Oh, um, yeah. Um, a good barometer. He gets squeamish about these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Uh... And say that he's not. Nah, it's doing nothing. Just because this anyway. is so, like, fucking mechanical. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, skin and meat was spread amongst these tables. Some of Wouldn't the Wouldn't it be were? Skin and meat, were, yeah, it would be were. were. Were spread amongst these tables. Some of the meat was stored in Tupperware containers. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag could be. <laughs> The sight didn't bother the dog. Finding his owners was his only concern. He scanned the room, seeing a bloody sink, a gramophone, and a large black zip-up bag that had something inside of it. The dog saw no exits. Like in the previous room, the door he came from disappeared. The dog was, the, the dog was stuck in this doorless room. The scent of the woman reappeared, and it... <laughs> hoo <-ah! laughs> Reappeared? Re it's re a scent. Oh, uh, hmm. what would the word be then? Hua. Reappeared. <laughs> the scent of the woman, hua. <laughs> and it led the dog to the gramophone. <clears throat> the woman is the gramophone, apparently. A tune started to play. The same one the dog heard every night. The dog recognized this familiar tune and fell asleep. See, the well, joke everybody was is that Al Pacino is in a movie called Scent of a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and he said hoo a bunch of it. Can a scent appear? Can I mean, a scent reappear? I don't know. I guess we'll have to ask Al Pacino. <laughs> regatiate. It can... You can smell a scent again if it wafts out of a cloaca. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. You're an all-star. That, that's the song that plays on the gramophone. <laughs> it smash mouth lulls the dog to sleep every night. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the cadence of the song that wafts out of the dog's cloaca. <laughs> the dog woke up. But he saw through the eyes of the woman. Hashtag woke. <laughs> Hashtag seeing through the eyes of the woman. Hashtag feminism. 
He couldn't control her movements. Hashtag feminism. The dog was being shown something. All these... I'm tired of all of these hashtag patriarchal dogs. The dog was being shown something. He saw a typical day through her eyes. She was watching the religious program with her husband. Her eyes were stuck to the screen, but she didn't hear the television. She heard her God. He told her that he was proud of her and her husband for the sacrifices of many children. He was ready to guarantee them a place in heaven, but he asked for one more sacrifice. He needed them to take the life of someone they loved. He demanded that they sacrifice their dog. The devoted followers obeyed, and through the eyes of the woman, the dog saw her walk towards the back door, backyard door to let him in. The man went to the basement. The woman smiled at the dog and picked him up. She followed the man into the basement. The dog saw himself through the woman's eyes and looked at the familiar clean basement room he was just in. The woman continued walking to the second room. She walked by the man, who was preoccupied. He was washing something in the sink. The woman placed the dog on one of the tables covered with limbs and human tissue. The dog's paws... The, yep. Mm-hmm. The dog's paws squished the cold, dead flesh and muscle. The dog sniffed the table as the woman left to the other room. Music started playing. That same familiar song the dog was used to. The woman returned with a smile and a cleaver. She approached the dog, who sniffed at the object in her hand curiously as his tail wagged eagerly. The dog's eyes were glued to the cleaver in the woman's right hand. The dog jumped as the woman petted him with her left hand to act as brief comfort. The dog's perspective changed back to his own. He stared at the grin she had on her face and continued staring until the cleaver was brought down upon his face. Everything went black. The dog woke. Hashtag dog woke. In the laundry room, he didn't wake up to petting like he used to. The basement door was closed. The house was silent. The dog walked into an empty family room. With a dead television. What the fuck is going what? on in this? What just happened? What? This story is credited to David Lynch. <laughs> no. Um, actually, though, I don't think either of these have a credit on them. Not that I'm seeing. But. But why? I don't have any fucking clue. I I don't know. I mean, like, I guess... was he dreaming? I guess it kind of came through with the anti-religious message because it was like her god was a delusion, told her to kill the dog. Where do these people have time to collect all these children if they're watching uh, televangelism for 12 hours a day? Uh, yeah. It's a good question. This story gives no context as to what happens outside of this house. True. Um, this, Other than uh, we couldn't find an author, but this page was created by Fluteheart. Flutert? <laughs> Purgatory by Flutert. <laughs> Why is it called Purgatory? It was edited several times by Stone Pony. Is it because the dog's in Purgatory? So he keeps reliving this? Is that what it is? All dogs I, I go to Purgatory. 
Oh, oh, shit. Yes. So I guess we're crediting this one to Fluteheart. But I don't know. Very good. The ending was shocking, but not in a cliche way. Really? That That's what, really? that's what one of the commenters said. No, no, I, I got that, but no, no. No. I didn't get it. I don't know. What, uh, yeah. what happened? You're just not hashtag dog woke. <laughs> right i need to i need to study up and become hashtag dog woke then all will become clear you need to start you need to start being an ally and go to twitter and follow all the uh the dog activists the dog activists yes uh special ingredient was created by sgy0003 but it was edited at some point by Screw You Dinkleberg. <laughs> uh, well, I give uh, I give Purgatory a hashtag dog woke out of uh, narrative shifting hatchet dog death. Oh my god. Fucking I, I, I am out of energy for this. Yep. I, I give Purgatory a hatchet dog out of dog woke dog. <laughs> uh. um. I, give, I give the special ingredient a, a syrupy hatred out of nutritional facts. Yeah. <laughs> I, give, I give the special ingredient an eh out of a possible eh. <laughs> mm, I'll give Purgatory a uh, student uh, a, a film student's first film project out of David Lynch and I'll give the special ingredient a we'll call him Kevin out of could have been Nate mm, could have been could have been I'll give both been. of them I give both of them a <laughs> out of <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of <laughs> exactly. What about what about you, Prasikor? I give enough feathers out of feathers. <laughs> well said. Well said, Abysme. <laughs> oh. How many cameos do we have on this episode? is coming coming up on 69. Do you have anything to plug, my friends? Uh, People know us. Well, I'm David, and I, I run a show called uh, Midnight Pasta. Noon, noontime Pasta. You can come and see it on this here channel right now. And check the description. And be good and have a fun time. I can go for some noontime pasta. Yeah. Is that slang for something? It's, it's like the it's it's like afternoon delight, but specifically if it's at noon, I think. Mm. So so it's either sex or weed or it's just pasta. It could just be pasta. It could just be pasta. Could be. If it's at noon, like is it like the moment of climax it has to be at noon? So you have to like get started before noon. 
No, the entire act has to take place within the minute of noon. Oh, start to finish. <laughs> it, it's a it's a speedrunner's specialty. That that's the other nickname for it. The minute of noon sounds like an album. <laughs> that it's a uh... trying to get some noon poon. <laughs> 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 What was this episode? I don't know. Are we, are we done with this? Can we put any a other any other plugs? Episode? Any other plugs? No. Uh, I'll do my end of show recommendation, which I've decided to make a thing. Uh, I'm recommending the book "We'll Save the Galaxy for Food" by Yahtzee Croshaw. It's very good. Um, and uh, uh, keep it undercooked, y'all. That's the sign out, right? I'm David. Hashtag dog woke. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.